0: Hi, this is David and Barbie Cooper. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's always a privilege to share this time with you. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. And for more information and resources to help you grow in your walk with the Lord, go to mountparin.com. Thank you for your generous support. It helps the ministry greatly. Today in our study of the highlights of the book of Hebrews, we're gonna look at Hebrews chapter 2, verses one through four, as the writer talks to us about the issue of drifting away. When we swim in the ocean, we are cautioned, especially as kids, to be aware of the undercurrent that can slowly pull us out to sea. The currents are so powerful and yet unnoticeable that they easily pull us away from shore. Sometimes we get so far out, we can't even get back and we have to be rescued. The same is true spiritually. The book of Hebrews gives us a challenge to be strong in our faith in Christ so that we do not drift away. And that's our topic today, drifting away. Now, the writer tells us here in chapter two, verses one through four, that we as Christians must pay more careful attention. And we're going to come back to that word a lot today, the word paying attention, Therefore, to what we have heard, that is the gospel and the word of God and how we've grown in our faith, we need to pay careful attention to what we've heard, the truth of Christ that is in us so that we do not drift away. For the message that is the gospel that was spoken through the angels was binding. This is the Old Testament when the law was given. And every violation of disobedience received its just punishment. When we disobey, there are consequences. And that was true of the Old Testament as well but now he brings us to the new covenant. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? Let's pause and think about that question for a moment today. How shall we escape guilt or the consequences of sin? How shall we escape fear? How shall we escape death if we ignore such a great salvation? The salvation that came into the world through Jesus Christ, our savior, who saves us from the law of sin and death and from its negative effects in our lives. Well, only salvation through Christ can truly save us and redeem us and give us an abundant life. So he's raising an important question. These early believers that were under persecution, some are beginning to drift away in their faith. He said, if we leave Christ, if we leave the hope of salvation, how are we going to escape all of these harmful things and negative things? We can only find hope in Christ. Now, this salvation, he goes to help us understand the saving work of grace, the gospel of Christ. So he takes us back to what we've heard. This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, Jesus came preaching the good news of the kingdom. That's the gospel. So he was the first one to bring the gospel. This salvation, the eternal life, the hope we have, it was first announced, it was first preached by the Lord Jesus himself. And then second of all, he says, it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Those are the apostles and those who are impacted by the life of Jesus. And we have their writings given to us here in the New Testament. But they confirm that what Jesus was saying was true. They confirm the reality of the cross and the resurrection and his ascension. And then he says, also God has testified to the gospel of salvation. God testified to the gospel and ever is preached by performing signs, wonders, various miracles and by the gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. And we want to focus on the very opening challenge. We need to pay more careful attention to what we've heard. We've all heard the gospel. We've heard the Word of God. That's why we're studying the Word today, to grow in our faith, so that we don't drift away. If we don't grow in our faith, we're going to drift away. There are all kinds of spiritual forces and secular forces that can pull us away from our devotion to Christ, so why do we at times drift away from the Lord Jesus? Why do we get complacent? Well, first of all, we all get distracted. We get distracted by things in this world that take us away from our focus on Christ. James tells us in James chapter 1, verse 13 through 15, that when we're tempted, no one should say, God has tempted me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But we are tempted when we are drawn away by our own desires, and enticed. The word temptation means to seduce or to draw someone away, to distract them. The same way that fishermen use bait. The fish is just swimming in in a straight line, minding his own business, but he sees the, the bait. Sometimes a bright, shiny object, it takes him off course, and he, of course, takes the bait, and now the hook is in him. That's what the word temptation means. The Bible goes on to tell us in Hebrews 12 and 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. But we get distracted by things in this world. We can get distracted by temptations. Some people get distracted by false religion and empty philosophy. And they start drifting away from Christ. But second of all, we drift away because we get deceived. We start believing the wrong things. Well, we know the truth, and yet we start mixing things that are untrue with the gospel. People do that with other religions. They do it with philosophy. They have their own personal doubts. Sometimes they do it with politics. There's a lot of mixing up sometimes of the gospel of the kingdom with politics. The next thing you know, we're, we're deceived. We're following the wrong idea. There are things in this world that are true and things that are untrue. And people say it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe something we all know that that can't possibly be true. The things we believe need to be rooted in truth. And Paul tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, that in the latter times, the Spirit speaks clearly that some will abandon the faith. Why would they abandon the faith? He goes on to say they are following doctrines taught by demons. They get deceived by the wrong ideas, the wrong philosophies, and they drift away from Christ. Third of all, we drift away because we get discouraged, we get let down. Maybe our prayers aren't answered the way we hoped and we all go through disappointments in life and sometimes we blame God for that. I hope that you're not doing that today. There are a lot of difficulties in life and there are a lot of problems in life. We live in a very broken, imperfect world, but God's with us in the midst of this mess. So don't turn away from the Lord, turn to him when you're discouraged. The book of Hebrews is really written for Christians who were going through a lot of discouragement because they loved the Lord and they were faithful, but they were persecuted by the Roman government. Some were ridiculed because they believed in Jesus. Some went through a lot of economic hard times. We'll see as we go through the book of Hebrews because of their faith, as some Christians around the world today are suffering economically because of their commitment to Christ. It's easy to get discouraged. Sometimes people have marriage problems or family difficulties or health issues. And it's very difficult to go through those stressful times. You just get discouraged, you get deflated. But in those times, draw near to God, gather together with God's people, go to church, have Christian friends you can talk to, Read the Psalms. I love to read the Psalms and I'm feeling a little bit down and just affirm the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The book of Hebrews talks about how discouragement can cause us to drift away. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34 and 35, he says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that after you've done the will of God, you will receive what has been promised. So we need to pay careful attention to what we've heard so that we don't drift away. We drift away because we get distracted by things in the world, or we get deceived by false information, or we get discouraged in our lives. So how can we keep from drifting away? None of us want to drift away from our commitment to Christ. None of us want to drift away from the Lord. Well, he says the the way to not drift is to pay careful attention to what we've heard so that we do not drift away. That's the whole point of this passage. And so the answer to drifting away is to pay careful attention to what we've heard, the gospel of Christ, the word of God sown in us. I was fortunate to be raised in a Christian home and be in a family that took me to church every Sunday. I was able to hear the word of God. Even the Presbyterian church as a young boy, I learned the Westminster Shorter Catechism which is a series of questions about Christian theology and belief and, and short answers to help us learn the faith. We have to pay attention to what we've heard. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we studied the Bible. And even though you say, well, I've read that before. You know, when you read the word of God, you'll always see something new. The Holy Spirit in that moment will cause you to see something in Scripture that speaks to you where you are, almost a prophetic word for the moment. If you'll spend time in the Word, and I appreciate so much you have been faithful to spend in these times as we study the Word of God together. And it's always my prayer that as I'm teaching the Word and we're breaking these passages open and we're looking at the details of what's been taught, that in this process, the Holy Spirit will teach you and speak to you about your own life. Pay careful attention to what you've heard Pay careful attention to the gospel. Pay careful attention to the Word of God. Pay careful attention to what you've learned and what the Lord has taught you. Now, all of us have been through so much school, we can't even count it, and we don't remember everything that we've been taught. But you know, life is a continued learning process, and sometimes we talk about completing our education. You don't really complete your education. Life is an ongoing education. The same is true as being a Christian. It is that ongoing hearing the Word of God learning the Word of God, applying the Word of God. That keeps us from drifting away. And when he says to be careful attention, that's the opposite of carelessness. Being careful is the opposite of being careless in our faith. And carelessness spiritually is the result of not paying attention, getting distracted, or taking our faith for granted. So he tells us we need to pay attention what we've heard, first of all, of the gospel of Christ. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? Romans 1 and 16, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God. Salvation, eternal life. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 is a gift from God. It comes by the grace of God through faith. It doesn't come by religious rituals, sacred services, or good works. And so don't, as a Christian who knows you're saved by grace, Get caught up in works righteousness and legalism and trying to keep all of these rules and traditions. Pay very careful attention to the gospel. You're saved by grace. You're kept by grace. You're not working your way to heaven. And so don't let somebody come along now that you're saved by grace and start carrying you into legalism and works righteousness. And that was going on to a lot of these Christians that he was writing to in the book of Hebrews. They were going back to the law. They were going back to sacrifices. They were going back to ritualism. And he says, how can you escape if you ignore the gospel of salvation, which is a gospel of grace? It's not a gospel of works. Today as a Christian, if you find yourself all caught up in legalism and church traditions and ritualism, free yourself from that. Galatians 5 and 1 says, Let us stand fast in the liberty with which Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Pay careful attention to the gospel of grace and live in grace. Stay in grace. Second of all, pay attention to the teachings of the Lord Jesus. He says this salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Read the Gospels often, the parables of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. We are Christians. We follow Jesus. The four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are the most important books in the Bible. All the rest of the Scripture points toward Jesus and His teachings. Read the teachings of Jesus often, those fascinating parables He taught, the lessons that He gave. See, He's not only our Savior, He's our teacher. Most people called Jesus teacher when they first met Him before they understood Him as Savior. Remember how Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You see, a disciple is a student, someone who's learning of the things of Christ and the teachings of Christ. Jesus said in John eight thirty one and 32, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples or my students indeed. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And then finally, the writer says that The gospel of salvation was confirmed to us by those who heard him. He means the apostles. And Jesus commissioned those apostles who led the early church and who give us these apostolic letters in the New Testament. Acts 2 and 42 says the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Everything you hear spiritually needs to come under scrutiny through the word of God, the scripture, the gospels, the book of Acts, these New Testament letters, they'll keep you grounded in truth. You know, God also uses people in our lives to teach us the way of the Lord Jesus. As Paul reminded Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, he said that you should continue the things that you've heard because you know those from whom you've heard them and how from infancy you've known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation. So pay careful attention to the gospel. It's a gospel of grace. Don't get carried away. Don't drift away into legalism and works righteousness. Pay careful attention to the teachings of Jesus. And those great Christian men and women, family members, ministers, who've taught us the Word of God, we've heard the Word, pay careful attention to it. But we also finally should pay attention to God's works in our lives. God testifies to the gospel, which is another way to say God works in incredible ways to always confirm His truth by signs. You know, a sign is something to get your attention. A wonder, that's something that captures your imagination. You wonder how that happened. Various miracles, the word miracles here in the Greek language is power, acts of power. God breaking through and doing extraordinary things and by gifts of the Holy Spirit, sometimes prophetic gifts that remind us that God is with us and working in our lives. You've had answers to your prayers. You've seen God do extraordinary things in your life. You've heard testimonies of extraordinary things. Don't dismiss those things. They're not coincidences. They're signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the writer of Hebrews says, don't ignore that. Don't overlook that. Pay careful attention to that. If you and I will pay careful attention to the gospel of salvation, to the Word of God, and not become careless in our spiritual lives, we will never drift away, but we'll stay faithful to Christ. Join me for prayer. Lord, today we thank you that you are faithful and consistent And I pray, Lord, today that you'll rescue any person that may be drifting away from you today. And I pray, Lord, that you'll teach us how to pay careful attention to your word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me today. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to always share these teachings. Make sure you subscribe and get other people to subscribe. Share and subscribe. It's a great way to build our community, to build the Mount Parent family, One of the greatest gifts you and I can give to anyone is the Word of God. And the teachings that you and I are enjoying, we can give them to so many people to help them as well. I look forward to seeing you in worship this week on campus or online. We're going to have a great day of worship. Thank you so much for your faithful support of Mount Perrin Ministries and missions, through your prayers, your service, through your financial giving of tithes and offerings, Together, we are making an impact in the world for Christ. I pray that you will have an amazing day. Thank you for joining me again today. God bless you. I trust the message has been an encouragement to you today. Remember to follow us on social media and connect with us at mountperrin.com. I'll see you right here next week for a fresh message from God's Word.